Hey, you're listening to the If Life Were Easy podcast, and I'm your host, Jay Riot. Join me as we learn about all things business, money, entrepreneurship, leadership, and life. In this podcast, I'll be interviewing some of the coolest people that I know who have taught or inspired me in my life, as well as sharing some things I've learned, all in an effort to help you navigate the ups, downs, and in-betweens of life. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. All right, here we go. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to episode two of the If Life Were Easy podcast. I'm your host, Jay Riot. Today, we're going to talk about surviving, financially surviving the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, again, I know again, there's a lot going on in the world right now. Uh, many of us have no idea what's next, and I'm not going to pretend like I do. Um, I'm just going to tell you this, that there's a lot of people that this has invoked a lot of fear, a lot of a lot of job loss. I mean, unemployment numbers are through the roof. It's like 16 million people unemployed currently. And, you know, to be quite frank, we have no idea when the country's going to open up. <clears throat> uh, I'd like to say it was two weeks from now. Um, but let's say let's say the president, you know, does this or does that and says it's, you know, May 15th that it all everything opens up. I got to be honest, I'm not convinced the psychology of Americans uh, or of the world for that matter, but let's stick with America. Uh, I'm not convinced that the psychology of that is going to just bounce back. And so everyone that's, that's scared is wearing a mask right now. If you're wearing a mask and you're scared to go to the grocery store, I'm not convinced those people, once they say, yeah, you can go back to work um, or you can go back to eating out at a grocery or at a restaurant, your favorite restaurant every day or whatever it is, um, or going back to the gym. Yeah, I mean, think how dirty a gym is. I mean, my wife is going crazy not being able to go to a gym right now. But again, and I don't want to speak that over anybody. I'm just being, I'm just being transparent here. I'm not sure. I hope that it all bounces back 100% day one. Uh, and I just don't think it will, though. And so I hope I'm wrong. Trust me. I hope I really hope I'm wrong. Um, but I don't think it will. And so uh, the, the key is here is that I I want to th- I want to talk about I'm not talking about the the one tenth of one percent or who this COVID-19 thing didn't affect. Uh, this podcast is this episode right now is not for you. There will be episodes for you in the future. Uh, this episode's not for you. Um, the fact is, if, if you weren't affected by this COVID-19 if you're Jeff Bezos, I, don't, I think he's probably one of the few people that their stock went up. But if you weren't affected by this COVID-19 thing, then you already know what to do. You know to invest, 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 invest. One, invest in this country because that's what this country needs to, for stimulus. We need money flowing. And two, by investing in this country, however you're going to do it, whether you're going to buy real estate, because I think real estate's going to be affected a little bit here, or whether you're going to invest in stocks, whether you're going to buy a company. Some, I mean, you know, some people... Let's be honest. Some people will not reopen their company. Uh, not to say they couldn't. Some people maybe won't be able to. But even ones that are able to, I'm not convinced that they will. Um, they may just say, you know what? It's just not worth it anymore. I want to retire. I'm, you know, I'm 58 years old. I'm 64 years old. I'm 67 years old. I'm tired of doing it. I'm just going to sell it. I'm going to sell my assets. And so for those of you with the money, that'd be a great time to, to purchase a business um, and run it and, and, and build it your, your way. And so, but the fact is, this episode is for the other 99.9%, the ones that were affected. Because to be honest, everyone I personally know that I've talked to has been affected in some negative way by this pandemic. Um, I think there's positives. I think there's silver linings in the fact that we're all kind of recentered. We've all, you know, gained a huge amount of time with our families and our wives and our and our kids and all this stuff. And that's amazing um, because I'm a huge, I mean, huge fan of that. I'm a huge fan of work-life balance if there is such a thing, and this has caused 
people to try to recenter that or to forced people to recenter that, that thinking. And so, but the reality is um, most of us, even surgeons, doctors, I mean, lawyers, I don't care who you are. Most of us have been a dentist, have been affected in a negative way, not to mention the small business owner, uh, which those are the people I really feel for. We've been trying to support local as much as physically, physically possible. Um, just because I can't imagine what is happening to those folks that the cash flow just went to zero. Um, you know, in the same way with doctors and lawyers, they have they have employees, they have benefit packages that they have to provide insurance, they have this, that, and the other. They, they're a small business, so when the cash flow turns off, they're in just as dire need as anybody else. You know, in fact, even multi multi billion dollar corporations are having that, and they get one month of no cash flow, and they're they're filing bankruptcy. You know, it's just it's 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 uh, to be quite frank, it's unprecedented what we're all dealing with. And so, I wanted to take a minute just to help those that uh, desire to help them think about things they can control. Because obviously we can't control any of this other stuff. Everything I just mentioned, I only mentioned it because I know it's all on your minds. Uh, I'm not focused on it and I'm not worried about it because I can't control it. And so what I can control, uh, and you guys are going to get tired of hearing me say this, I promise. What I can control, stay. Uh, you know, the first thing I can control in my family or my business, if you will, is my budget. And you guys are going to get so tired of hearing me talk about budgets. I promise you, and I apologize in advance. My wife is tired of hearing me talk about budgets. She calls me the budget king. Um, and the fact is, I got in control of my finances and my budget before I had to. And I'm so thankful that I did. And I, I, unfortunately, some of you may not be in that situation right now. Now we have to, and it's not going to be as much fun. I promise you, I had fun doing it. It's not as much fun. And I've had to tweak ours here lately, too, to be transparent. So don't think that we're not in the same boat with you guys. But I am thankful that I had already done a lot of the dirty work before. And now we're going to have to get, it's going to have to get really, really dirty for some of you guys and have to gain control of this these finances, what's going in and out of the doors. Um, and the reality is most of you have no idea. If you're talking to me about a budget and you've not done a budget, then I would venture to say, you have no idea where your money's going. No matter how much you're making, I don't care. Uh, it doesn't matter. The fact is you have no, no idea where your money's going. And so we're going to help gain control because when your money goes away, when the income goes away, everything's fine as long as the money comes in every month. But once the money stops coming, that's when the fear sets in and that's when the anxiety sets in. And that's when you start snapping at your kids and snapping at your wife or husband or whoever. Um, and so let's get control of that. Let's know where we are because I promise you, once you know where you're at, you're going to feel that much more at ease. Now, you still may need money, but you're at least going to know what you need because right now many of us don't know what we need. Okay. So the company I use to budget is called YNAB. It's Y-N-A-B. It's You Need a Budget. Pretty simple, right? It's, I mean, it's like a perfect name for a company. Almost too perfect. You'd think, ah, oh, nobody would use it if it's called that. And so it's a privately held company. I'm a huge fan of this company. They have webinars, Facebook live events, they, they are all about teaching people how to budget because they know it's such a hardship or it can be such a headache to try to figure it out. That being said, I'm trying, I've reached out to some wine nabbers. I'm trying to get them on the podcast. We'll see how it goes. Um, uh, I don't have a date yet, but I'm looking forward to getting them on here so they can go through the, the, the pearls of wisdom that they've gained over the, how, you know, tons of thousands of hundreds of thousands of customers they have. And so, but until then you got me. And so, uh, there'll be a referral code in the um, in the show notes. Use that referral code. You get like 35 days or 34 days or something like that free. Uh, and then you can cancel it if you don't like it, if you just want to use an Excel spreadsheet. But the fact is, YNAB takes the it 
takes budgeting and makes it easy. It takes a, a, an Excel type spreadsheet. It's a cloud-based spreadsheet. You do it from your computer, phone, or whatnot. And once you fill it out, it communicates with your phone. And so you, you set up certain categories. And like right now, I'm not talking about setting up a slush fund for a new car. You can do that if you've got the slush. But right now, I'm talking about I'm not talking about a huge Christmas for the kids. I'm not talking about setting aside money for this lifetime vacation you've been thinking about. I'm talking about getting down to the means, like getting down to your absolute bare necessities, the the, the chain of survival, if you will. You know, and the chain of survival is kind of a medical term, but you know, it's basically I think cardiac arrest or whatnot is what it refers to. But it can also refer to your uh, budgeting or your finances. Your chain of survival is like what's what do you cut out first, or what do you cut out second, or what, what's the most essential? Feeding you, feeding your family. Same thing like on an airplane where they talk about the. Um, air mask or the, um, if you, if the cabin loses pressure, then you've got to put your mask on before you put on your child, which sounds, sounds crazy to do that. But in order to help your, your child the most, you got to do this first and then do that. And so same deal with economics or with finances, you gotta, you gotta pay, what are you going to do first? You're going to pay your food bills. You're going to get your family fed because what's some of what you're not going to survive food and water are essential. So you're going to pay your food. You're going to pay your water. Um, bear, you know, Bare essentials. You're going to get your your rent taken care of because although I know there's a lot of talk right now about rental deferment and whatnot, I got to be honest. I think you're a fool if you're not paying your rent right now. Um, one, <laughs> in full disclosure, I own rental properties. But two, it, it's almost if you're not paying your rent right now, it will catch up with you. Like maybe the maybe a landlord can't kick you out or can't evict you right this second, but in three months that's going to change. Right, it won't last forever. Um, and so at some point you're going to have to, you're going to have to, um, own up to that. And, and my advice is pay the rent. I mean, it, it's, it's in the survival chain. You know, you, you eat first. If your family can't eat, then yeah, you're not paying anything. You're worried about food. You're doing whatever you got to do to get food. But most of us aren't in that situation. Most of us are going to be able to eat in some capacity and whether it be through government assistance or whatnot. And so next you got to pay your rent. You got to keep a warm roof and dry shelter over your kids or your family or your wife or whatever. Um, if you can't afford the rent that you're in, then yeah, maybe long-term you got to look at moving, but right now pay your rent. You want to look for something to do with your stimulus check, pay your rent, pay your food, pay your rent. Um, and so the next thing I'll talk to you about is that the budgets, you know, with credit cards, especially um, the, I'm not saying you have to have them or you do have them or whatever it is, but if you do have them, then I want you to be able to pay the minimums on your on your budget. I don't want you to pay the maximum. That now is not the time. Now, in a future episode, I'm going to have I'm going to try to have my buddy Ron Reynolds on here. He's going to talk to you about snowballing debt. He's going to talk to you about truly truly taking care of some of this debt. But right now, now is not the time to do that. If you have credit card debts, you need to be paying the minimums and you got them in your budget. Now don't, don't do away without paying them. And, and you know, unless you're in dire need and you're dead broke and it's at the end of this rope and it's blasted for 18 months or six months or whatever it is, don't just abandon your credit cards. Cause you're going to regret that. Cause then you're going to have to file bankruptcy. You're, you're going to, it's going to shadow you for the next seven years. It's just, you don't want to do that. So pay your minimums. You can pay your 35 bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever you can afford to pay minimum, uh, pay your interest if at all possible. And the rest of it, let them float that. That's not on you right now, okay? That's why they're there in business. Uh, you can also call and, and, and renegotiate some of the terms on the on the credit cards. If you have a lot of credit card debt, 
um, call and see if you can get a lower interest rate. Some of those interest rates are 16, 18, 19%, 21%. It's insane. You'll never, you know, I mean, you can almost never get ahead paying that. And so now would be a good time. They want to get their money They're They are so worried about getting their money right now that they will be able to, they'll, they'll work on it. You know, give me, give me 18 months at, you know, a 9% interest rate or a 5% interest rate or whatever. Allow me to get this debt taken care of. And so they'll, they'll be willing to help you. But until, but right now, as money's tight and you're working on your budget, you want to get the credit card minimum payments and put that in your budget. If you can afford to pay more at the end, that's great. But if not, don't. Um, check your student loans, okay? Your student loans, in my opinion, and I am not a fan of deferring payments. I'm not a fan of deferring mortgages. I'm not a fan of deferring rent at all. If you bought the house, pay for the house, okay? The only thing I leave an exception for, and this is just my rule because I am opposed to student loans. I thankfully was able to go through school without student loans. I paid cash as I went. I know not everyone is that way. I know that many of us bought into a student loan not knowing even what that meant. And now we're 35 years old and we're figuring out what that means. Or we're 25 years old and we're thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't buy a house. I can't buy a car because I got all these student loans. I get it. We, I think many people were sold something before they were old enough to understand what they were sold. And so that being said, if you can defer your student loans, defer your student loans. If you can afford to pay the minimum and pay interest only, then do that because you're going to have to pay them back. I mean, I think the only way a student loan goes away is if you die. And um, and so the fact is, but if you can defer those babies, which I think you can uh, defer them, there is no need to spend money on student loans right now. The heck with student loans. You hear me? You feel me? Um and so defer those babies out, may put that as a last priority, almost like a second home payment. You know what I mean? Put that baby at the last. Um, you know, and, and the, another thing is that cash is king right now. OK, so it, you want to figure out after you've done this budget and you figured out what your monthly commitments are, uh, you want and your minimum monthly commitments. OK, we're talking about survival here. We're not talking about wish lists. You want to figure out what cash you got on hand. OK. Now that that includes different savings accounts, that includes your your checking account, cash. That includes what money you got in the safe at home. Um, you know, you're not, in my opinion, I wouldn't be fine. I wouldn't be saving for my kids' um, um, college education right now. That's not the time. Um, it's it's just not. You know, you hate to miss a year, but if, but right now, if you're going to miss a year, now's the year to miss. And so, but cash is king. And so, you want to figure out how liquid you are, and then once you figure out how liquid you are. You want to factor that into your monthly budget, your minimum monthly budget, you know, basically your chain of survival monthly budget and divide the two and figure out how many months you can withstand not working or withstand working for half or withstand working on unemployment, which I think unemployment just lasts 12 weeks right now. Who knows if they'll extend it, but if it only lasts 12 weeks, plus that plus your savings, how long can you withstand this storm? Because none of us know how long it's going to last. I hope it's not very much longer. But it could truly be 18 months before they come out with a vaccine or an inoculation. Now, that being said, um, nobody knows if it's going to take that long. But if it does, how long can you last? If you can't last longer than a couple months, then we got to figure out other ways for liquidity. Okay, because other ways for liquidity that may be selling an extra car, that may be um, selling things that are in your closet. Ladies, I mean, I'm a little guilty of it, too. But ladies, if you got food or if you got uh, items in your closet with the tags still on them or that you haven't worn in three years, put them on Poshmark. Get some cash while people are still buying stuff. Get some cash. Uh, if you've got a storage building, get rid of the storage building. Sell everything in it. 
Um, you know, if you've got stuff piled up in your garage, if you've got an old dirt bike that your kids used to ride, you know, if you got a four wheeler you haven't rode in three years, then sell it, sell it and bring up, get up some cash. Cause that stuff's not doing you any good. It's not an asset. It's not making you any money sitting there. It's just costing you money and it's preventing your survivalship. Get rid of it. Okay. Same way. I already mentioned credit cards. If you could, if you could, um, uh, buy down those loans, that's great. If you, have to have a credit card, then I would go ahead and get the credit card. You know, if you're talking like worst case scenarios, um, get a limit increase if you can, just for survival purposes. Now, don't use them. Please do not use your credit cards. But the fact is, if it, if it got to absolute zero and your kids couldn't eat, then put them on a credit card. You understand what I'm saying? And then, I mean, if it's going to all go to go to hell in a handbasket anyways, then put money on credit cards if you have to. Um, but if you don't have them, you won't be able to get them when you need them. It's the same way with an HELOC. Um, the fact is with a bank, you know, get a HELOC. Or get some, if you've got some equity in your home, uh, get a HELOC. You're much better to use a HELOC than you are a credit card. Uh, you know, you can get those at 5% interest or whatever it is, and you can have it there just in case you need it. And I will tell you the way this works, and credit cards are the same way. They, If you need it, they will not give it to you. I don't know how they know, but they always know if you need it. So if you're looking for equity in your home, let's say you got a $150,000 home, you only owe 90 on it, and they'll let you do a HELOC up to 90% of the value. So you got another $30,000 or whatever it is, $25,000 there in equity that you could have a line of credit open. I'm not saying use it. So it's not going to cost you anything to keep to stay there, um, but you can have it if you need it. And if you need it, you're better to use that than you are at a credit card. Let's say you don't have that then get a credit card. Okay. Have a backup plan, um, have some sort of option. And, and if you have one already, that's $2,500 limit, see if you can get it to a $10,000 limit, see if you can get it to a $7,000 limit, whatever it is. Um, see if you can adjust those limits before you need to. Okay. Because that's what, and again, I don't want you to use them. Do not use your credit cards, but if your family's starving, then you're going to have to get food however you can. Um, if your family's out in the cold and you're going to have to get some sort of shelter, however you can do that. Um, and again, I'm speaking dire needs here. I know that not all of us are there yet, but I'm trying to give you a kind of a, um, a worst case scenario, kind of what I would do because cash is king. Um, equity is king's tapping equity, whether it be in credit cards, I don't consider that equity, but available that can, could be considered available cash flow if absolutely needed. Um, the problem is it's really hard to rebound from a credit card, but if you're going down, if the ship's going down anyways, then throw it on a credit card and let that be part of the ship. Um, and that's just me being real with you for a minute. Um, you know, and the last thing um, I want to talk to you guys about is, it, it, well, a couple of last things actually, but while you're going through this, make sure that you are communicating with your partner, communicating with your, your wife or husband or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Make sure you guys are on the same page because I will tell you that nothing is more devastating to a marriage or to a relationship than financial hardship. And so if you guys are going through this, make sure you guys make a commitment that you guys are in this together. Okay. Um, you're not going to get through it alone. I promise you. So you're either in it together. You're not in it at all. And so make sure you communicate that. Make sure you guys are on the same page. Make sure that you guys are both doing everything you can to survive this and to get through this and to, to adhere to the budget and to adhere to the spending and to, you know, to save cash where you can or get cash where you can or sell what you need to sell um, you know, and if you're in dire need, now's the time to figure that out. You know, maybe you're not in dire need. I hope you're not. Okay. But I will promise you, if you're not, you will be so thankful that you set all this stuff up now before you needed it and hope you never need it 
because one day you never know one day the spigot might turn off and one day or this COVID thing might be the day. And then a month from now, you think it's going to rebound and the, the stock market goes flat again and everybody's still laying people off and nobody's buying anything. You're going to be really thankful that you had this in line. And I will tell you that it's not going to cost you much if you got it and you keep it and you don't need it. Okay. And so, and the last thing I want to talk to you guys about is this stimulus checks. Okay. Some of you are getting 1200, some are getting 2400, some are getting more than that. You get 2400 bucks. I think it's $1200 for 75,000 or less. It's a reduced rate up to 99,000 for a single file or single individual. It's uh, 2400 for a dual filer up to $150,000 in salary or in wages. And then it uh, tapers from 150 to 199. And then you get 500 bucks for each each child that you have. And so that being said, the the I'm not the ranges are all over the cliff from twelve hundred to you know four thousand that you guys have an opportunity that the government's just giving you. And again, I'm not a fan at all of this stimulus. Um, I think they had to do it, I get it, but I'm not a fan of stimulus. Um, I think that um, I worry about my kids and and who's going to pay for this stimulus down the road because I don't think they're done with the stimulus. I ultimately think they're going to come out with another another wave of it. Um, Again, but two trillion, three trillion, whatever it's going to be, um, it's a lot, and it's going to be a lot of hardship on future. It's going to—I mean, I don't even know what inflation is going to do. Either way, but that's, that's not what this podcast is for. But the reality is this: what you're supposed to do with your stimulus check, okay? A couple things, okay? Don't buy an iPhone, okay? That's not what it's for. Unless you got, unless you're one of those people I was talking about that don't need the money, and you absolutely have to have a new phone, okay? Whatever, stimulate the economy that way. But put it aside for food. If you're not able to buy bulk food typically, and now you can, okay? Uh, Pay your rent, okay? You may be able to, you could talk to your landlord about paying three months in advance. Because, you know, some landlords are worried about that right now. Um, They're worried about, they're worried about their tenants finding a job or paying the rent. Well, if you got $3,000 and your your, um, rent is $3,000 a month, or I'm sorry, $1,000 a month, you may be able to negotiate $900 a month and pay him three months in advance and save, you know, save $300. And so I'm just saying, think, think outside of the box here, but make sure that you're, whatever that stimulus is going towards, make sure it's going towards that hierarchy of needs or that chain of survival that we talked about. Um, because I don't, I, I know that sometimes when that cash comes in, if we don't have a budget, we're not thinking about, you know, rent going away or not rent, uh, paychecks going away, or we're not thinking about, anything ending in the next month or nothing changes. If you still have a job working from home, consider yourself blessed. But I assure you, if you think that's, if you're hundred percent positive, that's going to be here in three months, I will promise you your thinking is not as accurate as you think it is. Okay. It may be, it may not. But the fact is if you can use the stimulus check to stimulate the economy and get your chain of survival needs, then everybody wins. Okay. Everybody wins, um, not necessarily just spending it on something you don't need and not necessarily hoarding it. Now, if you need to absolutely hoard it, then hoard it. OK, if you're worried about cash flow that much, then then, then that's why you have it, because you're not going to spend your stimulus this month. You're going to spend it in three months whenever your cash runs out. But and then again, if you don't need it, invest in the stock market, invest in real estate and save it for a, house, a down payment on your next house or whatever it may be. Just spend it wisely. OK, don't spend it. Don't spend it like a fool. All right. All right, guys, I love you. I'm signing off. This is episode two. I love you guys. Take care. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you want to continue this conversation, hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, at Justin Riot. That's R-I-A-T, Justin Riot. But feel free to send me a DM. If you found value in this podcast, make sure and hit the subscribe button, share with your friends. See you.